into Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio. <clears throat> Hello there, people, and welcome to another edition of Tur- the Turbo Zone. No, that's wrong. I am totally wrong. I am wrong! WRONG! It's Turbo Drive Live, thank you very much. Yes, uh, I am back yet again for another week here on SSR. And, uh, of course, many people are still wondering what that remix is that I play at the very beginning of my show every time. Just to let you know, it's from Sonic Gems Collection. Yes, it's a remix of uh, Wacky Workbench, I believe. And... uh, You know, with Wacky, uh, 
Yeah, I think it is Wacky work Workbench. I believe. So that or uh, either that or Metallic. Uh, no, it's not Metallic Man, is it? I can't remember. But it is a remix. It's actually the Sonic 6290 mix on Sonic Gems Collection. So if you wanted to know for the tenth time, there you go. Personally, one of my favorite remixes I've heard in a good long time. So yes, anyway, welcome to the show. I'm back again, relaxing, chilling out on the Sundays. I mean, it's definitely, you know, very, very relaxing. Unless you've got little annoyances. But anyway, that's not, not the point. Not, 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 not. Now, the point is, this week, obviously, we're going to be pointing out some stuff. Yes. And, obviously, we're going to be talking a lot of stuff. Including, we got Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly. Then, we got some Turbo Search Impressions. Although, it's actually going to be a, you know, looking back impressions on a game that I'm currently back on again. I don't know why I just just felt like going back to this game again and just playing through it start from start to finish. Uh, so I'll talk about that uh, later on. And do 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 yeah. If you've got any requests, do send them in. Uh, either email address turbo at tfmx.co.uk, or uh, you can send me a private message on the IRC chat room and. Just a notification, obviously only one request per per, per listener, per li- per person, whatever, so make it count. Hmm. Uh, yes, and uh, in in said chat room this week, uh, we've got uh, Joshu, MK, Spondy, uh, Bifra... Uh, Blitz Chris, D'Artagnan, Fly Fox, Local Kaz, Miles Prower, Orisama, and I have a good guess who that might be. Uh, Ringtailed Fox, Shadow Fox 04, Staff, Tricky, Togi 3, uh, myself, and Vijira has entered. And of course, uh, we obviously, you know, it'll be a while until Earthheart can, uh, comes through. Obviously, he loves listening into my shows, don't know why, because my shows suck in comparison to that of Radio Redux, which is on in two hours time, Uh, because Radio Redux has about like double, double the amount of uh, fans that, uh, or listeners even, uh, to any of the other shows that are on, you know, so yeah. R. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so yes, uh, we got some news coming up very shortly now. But first, a little musical break. Uh, nothing on the classic variety, sadly. Uh, we gotta go a little J-pop techno with you. Uh, with uh, the ending theme to see uh, uh, the third ending theme for Sonic X in the States not States 
Japan. Why the hell did I say states? Because it's it's the third thing. It's the third outro, and U.S. versions never have, uh, you know, more more than one outro for a single series. And don't say anything like Pokemon because it has multiple branches, multiple multiple branches in its l timeline. So it can change its bloody thing. Anyway, I'm going too in depth with it. And this is uh, this song here is uh, T.O.P. Uh, done by K.P. So K.P. T.O.P. Hey, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thought I'd listen listen back to this one again because I think it's very cool, very techno. <laughs> you know. So yeah. So enjoy this. I'll be on the other side for Turbo, uh, for Turbo Drive Live Sonic News Rewind segment only on Second Sonic Radio. Oh yeah.
Rewind. <coughs> Definitely my throat is not in it today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so welcome back to Turbo Drive Live with Sonic News Rewind right now. And uh, with this week's Sonic News Rewind, not much. Obviously a lot on the back burner, but I do have something to talk about after Sonic News. So anyway... With Sonic News segments up this week, we have uh, the Japanese version of Sonic and the Black Knight's website has posted up all the runner-up art alongside with all the released, you know, uh, yeah, well, the alongside with all the winners of the Japanese version, you know, Japanese sectioned art contest for Sonic and the Black Knight. And I had a look at it myself, and I think that some of those art pieces that didn't make it into the game would have been heavy contenders of being in the game. Seriously, I was like, there were some fantastic artworks that uh, I saw that was in the runners-up section, or, you know, ones that weren't labeled that they were in the game. Um, I would love to see in uh, being in there, I mean, obviously there were a couple of runner-up, uh, you know, uh, artworks that are were totally, totally rubbish, uh, mainly because they were drawn by a very untalented, <laughs> untalented uh, five-year-old. Um, but I digress. I'm not a fa- I'm not a fantastic artist either. That's why I didn't even attempt in putting in an entry, mainly because I suck that bad so really you know i i know where obviously and it's like i know it was a great opportunity but i knew i wasn't gonna get in because i suck at drawing (laughs) it's like my hands are crippled my hands are really really crippled uh for from obviously playing so much games all over my years over over 12 12 13 years Maybe more, I don't know, but uh, it's been a very long time, and these hands are crippled. But they're still strong enough to punch someone in the gut, and s- while I'm saying I am a man at them. So anyway, moving on. Um, I'm trying to get this thing right, and uh, I've got something in my eye, which is not good. Ow. Ugh, anyway. Sonic 3 and Sonic & Knuckles officially confirmed to come into the Xbox Live Arcade this summer by Sega. Yeah, even Kevin himself, Kevin Ava, Archangel UK, didn't even know about these, about this at all. Um, Obviously, he might have known, it's just he didn't, he wanted to play dumb and, uh, didn't want to give anything away. But the evidence was already out there. I mean, the achievements for Sonic 3 was already released on Xbox.com well before Sega officially announced it. So, (laughs) yeah. So bad. Uh, Another contest uh, that's recently been announced of winners and whatnot, or of the winner... Uh, was the Take Sonic on an Adventure uh, competition. I totally forgot about this competition. 
<laughs> like, it would have been great if I did something like that as well. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be a freak and go, go into, go into city with my Sonic plush, uh, with all my plushes, and uh, uh, take them to McDonald's and ha make them sit around the table so they're eating Mc McNuggets or something like that. But anyway, um, anyway, I obviously because I'm part of the Sonic community, or well, I'm part of Sonic, uh, you know, uh, TSS. I have all all rights to stay out of competitions for TSS for for the interest of fairness. Um, although I kind of like disowned that rule when I <laughs> when I joined in with uh, T times uh, T times competition quiz competition, but uh, of course Rory entered there. Uh, Rory the raccoon, I mean, and uh, various other. SSR slash TSS kind of like uh, staff kind of like went in it as well. So anyway, moving on. Uh, took a look at the winning photo as well. Um, not bad actually. Very good. You know, uh, obviously it's like uh, every everyone's and it's like the technology of wires these days. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and finally, yes, PlayStation 3 users, you finally get your, you finally get more downloadable content, huzzah for you, smaggers, for Sonic, and, uh, Sonic World Adventure, or Sonic Unleashed, whatever you want to call it, um, of the Holoska Adventure Pack that's been released now, so... Now, if you are sad enough to own a big George Foreman grill and a copy of, uh, copy of said Sonic, uh, said Sonic Werehog, Were, well worth whatever the hell you're playing, or possibly one of the most annoying games, in my eyes anyway, most annoying games so far, uh, this past or last year. <clears throat> Then uh, go ahead, knock yourself out. But like I said before, I've said this before, and I will say it again: I am not paying one penny towards this game any more than I have already until they fix the hot dog missions. That's all I'm saying, you know. And also that stupid glitch as well, where obviously you're always minus one art book, one art book. It's just. So, yeah, I have issues. It's typical. So, yeah, I mean, come on, I mean, like, one life, one life to go through the hot dog missions, and you've got checkpoints, there's checkpoints in the level, and you can't go to that last checkpoint. It's bollocks. Pure bollocks. I mean, past time attack games, you can restart from the last checkpoint and still have your timer at the last point of where you died. But, uh, no, no, Sega just had to go all out and be all pissy pants and fuck knows and said, Hey, you're gonna go through this in one shot, and that's it. 
So yeah. So anyway, enough about that uh, stupid rant. Uh, right. So yes, that's all the Sonic news that's been going around on Sonic Stadium, anyway. As for other things, well, apparently, moving away from Sonic news just now, uh, there was a little thing that I wanted to talk about. Being that of a certain trailer that just came out, like, literally, just came out, like, two hours ago. Um, and, of course, it's part of the very infamous and popular and funny uh, trailer series known as the Meet The series of Team Fortress 2. And uh, so far we've had like trailers like uh, Meet, the, Meet the Engineer, Meet the Heavy, Heavy Weapons Guy, Meet the Soldier, Meet the Scout, Meet the Demolition, uh, Demo Man, you know, all those things. But just recently... They put up um, a tri- uh, uh, recently. Valve put uh, br- briefly put up a trailer for Meet the Spy, and there's been a lot of uh, parody. Well, a lot of other movies with the name Meet the Spy or Don't Meet the Spy, uh, and this is actually the official version of Meet the Spy, and it's just utterly hilarious and very put well put together because it's pretty much every of course obviously all the other ones including like the most recent ones being like uh, the sniper and yeah well I pretty much the sniper well all of them are high quality kind of like well choreographed and well programmed cinematics um, but no the spy one is possibly the most cinematic one of the law. Being that it, it's up to three minutes long and it's quite in depth, but unlike uh, the. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> sorry, oh, <laughs> sorry, the, the chocolate milkshake is coming up back on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, unlike uh, the previous. <coughs> uh, the pre uh, the previous kind of like uh, trailers of the Meet Off series, uh, or Meet the series. Um, this one is heavily, heavily focused around the blue team rather than the red team. And uh, and in fact. Obviously, I'm going to post a link to all the people who, to have a look, you know, have a look at the trailer, if they wanted to. And, uh, of course, uh, a good, uh, good comrade, a good comrade, uh, of mine, uh, uh, obviously, a good comrade... Of TFMX uh, being a Digbert, uh, he I, I believe now I believe it's him. Uh, he got the file and obviously was able to put it onto our XG twenty four seven. 
uh, stream, our YouTube stream. So that's pretty cool that I was able to do that because I actually found that out through that because I have a subscription with them. Yeah. How good am I? So yeah. Uh, and like I was saying, obviously it's a lot, it's definitely, uh, you know, more. it's more focused with the blue team rather than the red team this time around. Obviously we have the blue team talking about the whole aspects of how the spy works and whatnot. Um, you know, how, how you can sneak through and, you know, whatnot, and you can actually, you know, become any one of them. And it's just utterly hilarious through the whole thing. The whole thing itself is hilarious as all hell. And it's definitely, in my opinion, one of the best, the best one out of the Meet the, uh, meet the series. And Earthheart has just uh, entered the IRC chairman, so hello Earth. So yeah. <sighs> Pardon me. So, alrighty who? So yeah, bottom line, obviously, uh, Meet the Spy. It's fantastic. You gotta watch it. It's only three minutes long, so so you can probably watch. Uh, you can probably watch it as fast as uh, the next segment, actually. Yeah, I feel sorry for Earthheart, uh, mainly because he started running now <laughs> because of t uh, Turbo uh, Drive Live. So I feel sorry for him. <laughs> really, I do. Uh, yeah. Nah. The only problem with uh, the meat uh, the meat off series now, anyway, is because it oh it's constantly advertising the PC version of TF2 rather than all versions uh, being that of uh, obviously TF2 on the PS t uh, PC and also the console versions of the orange box uh, which has TF2 included so it obviously goes to specify that they have uh, Valve have no love for TF2 on the consoles and won't put any of the updates on there uh, but yeah uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just to throw that out to you people, obviously it's very cool. But if you want to have a look at yourself and you're not in the IRC chat room and you're listening to this at another time or wherever. Do check on YouTube. It's probably there. It's on XG 24/7. So if you just type in, uh, you know, uh, meet the spy TFMX, and there you go. That that'll be you. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the generic shop or slash supermarket that Earthheart has to work for is obviously too popular for these means. Definitely, I can totally. Uh, okay, I won't to 
Okay, I can't totally relate to him, mainly because mine's a little smaller than his. But, uh, just a wee bit smaller, wee bit smaller. But, uh, we still do have, have to deal with the random people who come in at the very last minute of our shifts and become total douchebags towards us and totally, uh, you know, uh, totally get at it. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, and plus, by the way, I'm actually helping Earthheart getting fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm not getting any fitness whatsoever, and Earthheart's uh, getting fit by running two miles in 20 minutes. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Usually, usually I can walk a mile in 30 minutes. So, so yeah, Earthheart's much fitter than me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, says <laughs> it's official. Terrible Drive Live is good for you. Forget about computer games and their fitness programs. You've got Turbo Drive Live, the only show you can actually run two miles in 20, 20, <laughs> 20 minutes. Uh, good healthy exercise. So anyway, <laughs> it's so good you will be running for it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we gotta move on to another. Uh, we gotta move into Turbo's first impressions. But first, we've got another musical ad break or whatever, and uh, musical interlude. Uh, with that off uh, the Angel Island Zone. Sega said, "What?" Super Smash Bros. Brawl Remix, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So I'll let you listen to this and give Earthheart, so <laughs> give Earthheart a little bit of uh, breath. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then after that we've got Turbo Source Impressions, which is really going to be a back, you know, past past one I don't know even I don't know if I even talked about this in Turbo's first impressions I mean it's been so long since I've done Turbo's first impressions so yeah anyway so yes enjoy the song and I'll be back shortly
Source impressions, past request, uh, past and past memories, whatever. I don't give a crap. Uh, I'm just making it on the fly anymore. It's just uh. so yes. TFI, whatever. This week, uh, I said it was go I was going back to one of my older games and starting from scratch on it. I just, I just don't know why, but. I just felt like going back to this game again. I mean, it's an instant classic. Uh, and uh, it's only one of three... Or, okay. One of four... Possibly five RPGs I've ever played in my career. Or life. Depending on what, what you see my life as being a career. You never know. It's like a life as a career. Really. Uh... And uh, it was actually the first, I think, I think I'm right on this, I think it's the first RPG I've ever played in my life. And uh, I'm ac I actually have the updated version uh, for the GameCube. And it's none other than cl the classic standalone RPG known Scott of as Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia Legends, in fact, on the GameCube. And I don't know why, but I just wanted to play this game like I I just wanted to break this break the game open and said, "Right. We're going to play this. We're going to play this and we're going to enjoy it." And enjoy it we did. Or I did anyway. And Man, it brings me back. It brings back so much, so many memories. Um, and to those of those people who are, are a little on the mentally handicapped and don't know what I'm talking about and don't know what game I'm talking about, then let me enlighten you. Skies of Arcadia, otherwise known as Eternal Arcadia, in Japan. Don't know why the name changed, but Hey, that's fine. It was released on the Dreamcast in 2000. And the Dreamcast version was the original version I did actually play at one time when I was younger. When I did have when the Dreamcast was new, fresh and still around. Uh obviously a mate of my uh, obviously a random person gave gave me a shot of this game. Don't know why. It was kind of random, spontaneous. And he said, "Oi, play this," and I was like, "All right, fair." So I played it. Uh, took me a while to play through the game. Obviously, eventually I had to get some help. But then, after it, I was kind of like, "Man, that's quite good," you know. Uh, so yeah, and it was the first RPG that I've ever actually liked because personally, I hate RPGs. But uh, Skies of Arcadia is a very simple and forgiving RPG. Definitely. Now. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. What's the basic plot? Well, it's pirates! 
I was trying to do a pirate jig there, but uh, obviously it came out wrong. But uh, yeah, pirates. But not in sea, but in air. Yes, flying pirates. Woohoo! It's just like, waha! And um, basically, the whole plot about this is that there's two factions of pirates. There's the black pirates, obviously, boo, evil. And then there's the blue rogues, which are the goody, goody pirates, as such, who rob from the rich and uh, give to the poor. Kind of like your Sky version of Robin Hood, as such. But anyway. And you have control of these characters known as Vice and Ica. Vice and Ica, I think. Ica, is it? Yeah, Ica. A I A I K A, is it? Or IQ? Oh, anyway. So you uh, you are playing this, these characters, and then you stumble across on your journeys of pilgering a you know, war vessel of a evil, evil, evil country, continent. Uh, you come across this uh, mysterious young woman, girl, whatever you like to call her, uh, called Fina, in a very elegant dress. And, uh, yeah, basically, all shit happens, and then eventually you find out her mission, that she must record find the uh, six six uh, moon crystals across all the continents and stop the evil forces to use those crystals to rise the Gygases and destroy the world of course and of course you must stop the evildoers from trying to take over the world I wish I could use the M. Bison, of course, soundbite right now, but I can't because I can't find it, and I don't have it on my computer. That sucks. So, yeah. It's kind of messed up and kind of out there, but eventually, when you do actually play through it, it does actually have some understanding to it. And it's it's your very basic kind of like RPG plot. You're basically the good, you're basically the good guys... Then you're given a, an objective and you have to stop the world from being destroyed. Simple as that. Very simple point. But it does have its good unique twists. And also hin- hidden induendos as well. <laughs> There's a lot of hin- hidden induendos. Naughty bits. <laughs> it's, only, it's, only 11, it's only an 11 plus so really it's nothing to get worry over and whatnot and uh, start traveling through. But, uh... <clears throat> no, it does have its parts where, obviously, you know, the kind of, like, uh, stuff is a little... Ooh, a little risque. But, uh... Nevertheless, you know, it's still a very good story. The only problem is, is obviously that, uh... uh the characters do have semi-speaking voices, mainly because they can just say, like, one line, one random quote, you know, like, out of five, or something like that, and then sudden reaction 
noises as well, like yay and uh, you know, what that and sighing and whatnot. So that's the only downside, but it's like your typical RPG. It's all text. You know, everything you say is in text form. So you need to do a lot of reading if you want to understand the story a lot. Alright. Uh, but yeah, you're probably saying that, yeah, yeah, you're going on about the story, so what about the gameplay? What's the gameplay? It's your basic turn-based gameplay. Simple as, really, you know. Turn-based combat. I love turn-based combat. Sure, it's the most mind-numbing format in RPG, but it's the most simple and well... It's it's the most simple and thought-out and structured uh, format that I like. I like that uh, way of playing a game, thank you very much, sometimes. You know, especially if it's a, especially if it's with a genre that I don't actually like. Um, although the only only problem, only gripe that I have with this game in terms of gameplay is that it uses the random battle sequence. Yes, random battles. Personally, I I was okay with random battles, but then. When suddenly random battles can happen like three or four times in a row, almost like in the space of five seconds, or the space of like five or seven steps after the first one, or movements or yards or whatever, it does get quite annoying. Uh, especially, especially if it's with high high-powered enemies. And you've got very little health options or magic options or physical strength. Yeah. You could be screwed. Big time. But yes, I digress. It is a very good game. No doubt about it. During its time, obviously, t- during its time back in 2000, and also with its re-release of 2000 th- in 2003, of Legends on the GameCube, I just thought it was—I just think it was possibly one of the greatest RPGs be- uh, to match that of uh, Final Fantasy. And I mean old-school Final Fantasy, not emo Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy VII or eight or nine. Uh, or even ten for the uh, ten and X two, or X or X two borderlining, but um, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things. It's just one of those one of those things where obviously it went back to basics of the RPG for formula, put in a couple of unique twists, like uh, for example, obviously being that you're an air pirate, you actually control a ship. And you can actually do ship battles in combat, which is good. You know, a little unique twist to it. But uh, overall, this format is classic. You know, it's like it's classic format. You know, nothing needed to be changed. It's like you got a magic system. You got a magic system. You got an equip system, and you got leveling up systems, which are all basic, and it works. And I love it. That's that's how I like it. I like its simplicity. Simplicity. Thank you very much. 
So yeah. Bottom line, Skies of Arcadia, Skies of Arcadia Legends, depending on which one, if you want to play either either version, it's alright. So, yeah. Of course, Legends does have its little updates, including an updated uh, Bounty Hunter mode. Uh, well, Bounty Hunter uh, section, being that uh, more enemies are added, uh, like more bounties have been added into the game. So, uh, so you know, it has uh, more challenges, obviously. And uh, there's also this one character that was added into Legends, and also progresses kind of like backstory as well, uh, being out of uh, Pastel. 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 I I can't remember her name. Uh, otherwise, uh, she was also known as the Angel of Death. Ooh, scary. But uh, yeah, she is a bounty hunter herself, and obviously she vows to de- to defeat Vice uh, in combat, and whatnot. But uh, she has her reasons for doing that, like personal, very personal de- uh, reasons. So yeah. Other than uh, obviously, other than that, you can get either version. Either version of uh, Skies of Arcadia, and you'll like it if you're into RPGs. But even if you're not, give it a shot. I mean, it's, I mean, I gave it a shot, and I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. And plus, the best thing about this game, the best thing about this game, is that it doesn't, it didn't have to milk MV, FMVs at all. Everything in the game was in game. Everything. I mean everything from okay, prim, well, okay, except for a couple of like uh, um, things, uh, except for like uh, screen, like stills of like mur- murals, panning of like you know, kind of like uh, you know, as history gone by, kind of things. But besides that, everything else was in game. There was no FMVs in it. At all, and that's what plagued, and that's why I hated about car, uh, at current RPGs at that time. Everything had to had full motion video with it. It had to had uh, CGI scenes in it, where they use pre-rendered cutscenes in the game. No, no, that's not the case in Skies of Arcadia, and that's why I like its original. I like it its uh, simplicity. That's part of its simplicity. Is that it stays to basics and does everything in game which is fantastic and that's what uh, of course that's what uh, uh, you know the Half-Life series does that they, it keeps all the kind of like cutscenes and whatnot and uh, you know stuff like that and inter- dialogue scenes in game of course obviously in those games you could still movably free around uh, move, move around but uh, uh, as for you know, Skies of Arcadia, it's still, you know, it's all in-game. No FMVs, no, nothing else, no, no CGI's. It was all, all the same graphics, all the same graphics, and it was great. And it was great for it to do that. So, yes, with that out of the way, we're gonna do something else. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, well, well. 
So yeah, only one request from Resident SD. Aww. Where are the rest of you? Smacking smackheads. I don't even have the request up, actually, which... Uh, it gives me more more reason to actually just talk for the rest of the day. Alright. Oh, now people are doing requests. Ah, you lazy buggers. You know, dear God. Ugh. I swear, honestly. If any any of you people were uh, were like tied up, and obviously a saw was coming coming your way, and you f you know there was a you know release hatch button right next to you, and you were just waiting patiently, you know, until things really got to the dire point, you would just be like. You know, and the people people will be seeing this on a view view monitor and just going, "What are you, what are you doing, man? Just hit the button! You could easily hit the button right there! What are you doing? Hit the button! You can escape right now!" And you're just waiting patiently there, and it's like, <laughs> and basically that's. <laughs> what it seems that way just now. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> so uh, what was it? Resident SD requested some remixing goodness. Of that being, are you brave? Uh, from. Sonic Gems collection. So yeah, I'll be uh, playing this while I'll be adding other people's requests very shortly. So this is Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio, kicking your ass with songs. <laughs>
know, I personally hate this track mainly because this was this this was the level in Sonic 2 Master System that completely, utterly eluded me every single time. The game was so hard. This zone was too fucking hard. Until I eventually completed it, of course. Yeah, you can thank Earthheart for uh, unlocking the hidden angry memories of my childhood for that one. Thanks. good time to just lower your volume a little bit thank you very much for this is very loud Thank <laughs> you. 
tuned in to Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio.
and I'm back. Yes, and uh, to recap all the songs that was there, which I was rudely interrupting as well. Sorry about that. We had uh, "Are You Brave" uh, for what, which was obviously the start, obviously, and obviously. Sorry about this because if you can hear that, yeah, if you can hear that, that's uh, my cousin. Uh, yeah. If you can hear that. But uh, that's not good. Especially to me. It's not very good. At all. So yeah. Uh, w uh, aye, so are, we started off with Are You Brave from Sonic, uh, Sonic, Sonic Gems Collection. Which is a remix. Blah blah blah. Um, then we had Sky High Zone from Sonic 2 on the Master System. Obviously bringing me back horrible childhood memories. Horrible childhood memories. But I, I did eventually complete it. I did. I swear. Honest to God. Yeah. It was the other levels that was just a total nightmare as well. Oh, Green Hill Zone. Dear God. That was a bad one. Um, again, another song that had a kick-ass song to it. Um... Then we had Sonic Advance's uh, Sonic Advance 3's Ocean Base Zone, apparently Act One. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, the Hem Emerald Hill Zone Classic from Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive, and and it's Mega Drive, damn it, you fucking yanks. Uh, and Sonic CD with the U.S. version of the opening intro. Song Sonic Boom, yes. So yeah. Now, obviously, I want to I want to talk about stuff, obviously. Um, and uh, we were talking about, you know, Meet the Spy, Meet the Spy video that's up just now. It's also up on the game trailers. But guess what else is up on game trailers? Yeah, the latest version, uh, the latest video from uh, Screw Attacks. Uh, ScrewAttack.com's uh, video game video game vault uh, collection of videos, and it's the latest installment. And it's actually a game that I actually own, which is Micro Machines 2 Turbo Challenge. And I can tell you now that it is a it is a game that I dominated, literally. I literally dominated that game. I swear to God. <sighs> Excuse me. Yes, uh, Micro Machines 2 Turbo Challenge. Uh, obviously, a very, 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 very good uh, game. Uh, basically, if you're probably wondering how dominated I, wa uh, I was, I have all the lap records in my name. I have all the, you know, r uh, track uh, track records in my name. Uh, I won all the challenges. I came first in every league, Super League. I was the Super League champion. I was the challenges champion. I was the head-to-head -head champion. And it's like, and it, I was a champion in all the single-player stuff. And I dominate that game. I actually have, I still have the cartridge that has all the save data on it on my Mega Drive. 
I've actually got uh, the what's known as the J cart uh, cartridge, which is of course the joyst uh, joy uh, joypad uh, cartridge, which has had or has or whatever, whichever past tense you want to use, um, extra ports built into the cartridge for up to four players of play. But one of the other unique features of the Mega Drive version is that you can have eight players, eight players simultaneously playing on micro machines. Don't believe me? Well, it is true. Though in the ScrewAttack VGV, um, they couldn't do it. Because they're a dump bunch of dumbasses. Why are they a bunch of dumbasses? I'll tell you. It's because they were clearly looking... They did find it. They did find it in the manual. But they forgot to mention that it was bundled in the party section. Yes, the party section. They had to choose the party section first. Then... Then they'll see the eight player simultaneously segment. It was in a submenu! I swear to god, I can't believe how dumb they are! You know. It was like. When I was looking at it, I was. It's like, okay, it was fairly, fairly it was funny. Because apparently they, they don't have any other controllers for the Mega Drive. In their place. That's how anti-Sega they are. They don't have... They didn't have any Mega Drive controllers there. Obviously, everyone bar probably Daily Dustin, everyone bar him, um, are pro-Nintendo and anti-Sega. So, obviously, they like they like their Nezes, they like their Snezes, they like everything. But, seriously... I just looked at that VG, VGV, and I think, okay, fair enough. I think it's like they're agreeing that obviously the um, the uh, Mega Drive version, or as they know it, the Genesis version, is superior than the Super Nintendo version, being that it, you can actually use extra extra ports uh, with the cartridge, which was fantastic te technology. Very fantastic technology to implement on a Mega Drive game, but um, but no, apparently also they actually imported the game from they imported a UK version to work on their US machines, and it does actually work on the Genesis Mark III apparently, the little mini one, the little like very box like it it almost looks like a mini black box. You know, with a slot in it. And, uh... Apparently that has the capability of playing not only NTSC games, but also US for, uh, UK games as well. Um... But, yeah. I seriously... I seriously just want to go to ScrewTech. I, I seriously want to go up to the guys who wrote that... Wrote that, uh... Uh segment wrote that VGV because it's not Craig who's at fault here it's the person who wrote it and I just want to get I want to find the person who wrote that one I'll just go up to him and it's like Oi! 
Look here! Look in here! What is this? What is this? You know. So, uh... Yeah, so I'm just thinking, look, look, look at this, look at, read, read, you dumbass, read this, read it, you know, and, uh, I just want to slap him across, I want to slap that person across the head, if it was Dustin, I'd be, I'd be shocked if it was him who wrote that one, I'd be even more shocked if it was anyone else other than Craig. But if it was Craig, I wouldn't be shocked because he doesn't know, he doesn't know f all about Mega Drive at all, really. I think, personally, because he he's a Nintendo guy. He like he liked and obviously everyone in the states, everyone like about ninety percent ninety percent of the people in the United States and this is the whole United States I would think uh, was pro Nintendo. Um, that's why everyone knows what a Nintendo is and why Nintendo is much more successful over there. Uh, over here in the UK, Sega, Sega was in the dorm in the UK. Sega was more dominant, dominant with the Master System and the uh, and the Mega Drive. You know, okay, maybe not the Master System, but the Mega Drive definitely. Uh, it definitely had much more pe- much more many people. Uh, here in the UK, playing the Mega Drive than the sec- than any of the Nintendo products, ex- except probably the Game Boy. But uh, other than that, it was that Sega, right there, you know, right there in the thick of it in the UK market, doing well. Uh, I mean, it was doing so well that it actually went up. Uh, its last game for the Mega Drive officially came out in 1998, I believe, or 97. I don't know. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I I am personally pissed off at uh uh Screwtack for screwing <laughs> get it? Screwing. Uh screwing up their VGV of a very very good sequel, a very good sequel, or proper sequel, to the original Micro Machines. Uh, for the Mega Drive, anyway. Trying to advertise the 8-player uh, eight eight simultaneously mode, which actually isn't actually the, all that that's cracked up to be. It's only one map, like one track, that's it. And you're taking, and obviously you're sharing a pad between two people. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's not all that it's cracked up to be. I mean, uh, four-player mode is actually much more enjoyable than uh, obviously three-player. You know, you know, eight-player simultaneously, which is a little over, a little extreme. I might add. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, RR is actually noticing. Yes, there is. That is my cousin. Thank you very much. That is my cousin. So that's how loud he is. And that's how how uh you know how you know like loud I have to be as well, obviously. Cause it's getting annoying. I swear, obviously if you were in my position you probably uh 
you know. <laughs> uh, yes, I. It's relatives. He ain't mine. He's my cousin. I said, it's like uh, or nephew even, which is better better to put it. Is he's actually my sisters. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, off the topic. Off the topic. So yeah, screw attack. Obviously. You know, uh, screw attack definitely screwed up, literally, uh, the uh, micro machines tur uh, to turbo challenge uh, video that they did. Uh, I don't know if I will actually try to prove to them that uh, obviously the simultaneous uh, thing does work. Uh, Uh, but who knows? You know, I might might actually make a little mini video tomorrow uh, to emphasize it does work. You know, uh, but yeah. So yeah, just throwing it out there. <sighs> but yes, that's pretty much it for me talking about random stuff. Um, oh, I probably have a I probably have a reason why I've gone to gone back to uh, Skies of Arcadia now. It's because I actually watched the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Yeah, I actually sat down and actually sat down and watched the entire trilogy of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course, I did actually skim through most of it, but I got the gist of it. And uh, I was I was intrigued by. Curse of the Black Pearl when it was first announced, when I saw the first trailers, but I never got to saw, uh, see it. Then when I watched, uh, I went to the cinema with my mom one day, and she wanted to see uh, the Dead Man's Chest, which was this, you know the second one in the series. Uh, I thought, all right, might as well, you know, watch it, see how it was like. And it's all right, it was okay, but it was confusing. Uh, because obviously you had to know what happened in the previous for well, actually no, you probably didn't need to know what happened in the first movie to under understand the plot of the second, uh, because obviously the plot of the first, okay, the only thing that you probably need to know is the monkey, uh, in the second second movie. Obviously you need to understand its backstory, uh, in the first movie. Because that's what they that's what they do in all three movies is that after the credits are, are done and by I tell you those are some damn long credits, uh, but not as long as Guitar Hero Guitar Hero two two's credits anyway that's for sure. Um, uh, you know. Uh, they have like a little, a little mini like end, end off movie scene where they have a character just doing something, and at the end of obviously to know what happened to the monkey in the first movie, you had to watch the entire thing, go to the end of the credits, and you find out that uh, obviously the monkey stole. A piece of that cursed Aztec gold and become became undead again, or dead, or whatever. So it was immortal again. Um, 
So that kind of understands why it was there in the second movie, just a little bit. Although, I then watched the last one, which was At World's End, and personally, I just thought that the the, the whole trilogy is just confused. It's, it's not that great, really. Obviously, I know, because obviously it's based on a stupid ride of Disney's, for some reason. I don't know why they would make a movie about a, a ride. It's just the same with, uh, same with, uh, video game, uh, almost like, uh, computer game companies and, pro, uh, you know, design, whatever. They're making a, a game out of, uh, a Toy Story ride at Disney, which doesn't make any sense. It does not make sense. But, um, it's the same, it's the same thing, you know. So, yeah, and trying to follow the plot, like, there are a few plot holes in this movie. Like, for example, it's like, uh, you know, how, how can the ever-longing concept of sea turtles saving people, uh, is just baffling. I mean, at what... It, even in what was it in the third what was it in the third movie uh well actually in the second movie the do- uh, the the jail dog apparently frees the two members of the former crew of the black pearl and you know he's alongside we with these two former uh former crew members and you know, he, the dog gets stranded on this cannibal island, and it runs off. And then, at the end of that movie, you see it on the throne where, you know, Jack Jack Sparrow was. Um, but then, in the third movie, he find he comes back. You know, the dog's there, and then the guy next next the guy next to the dog says, "Sea turtles, sea turtles, mate." And it's like, what? I'm sorry, but the concept for sea turtles has just flown out of proportion. I mean, how can a dog utilize the power of sea turtles? It does not make sense! You know. It doesn't make any sense! Not, not one sense! It's. Ugh. God. My brain hurts. Oh God! I seriously, I, and it's just those kind of like little plot holes that just totally blow the whole proportion of the movie altogether. You know, um, it, it it's just crazy, and it's, you know, and you get get these things about like Calypso and whatnot. It's just like what the hell? I mean, come on, it's like all this backstory is just coming around and you're just seeing this and all, you know, it's just, it's all one big mess. It's all one big mess of a plot, you know. You're trying to explain all these things and, you know, you're putting it out proportionate. You know. And, of course, obviously, Earthheart's saying there, yes, uh, obviously, um... Uh, the first, only the first movie was based on the on the ride at Disney, where uh, Disney's park, where, world, you know, whatever amusement park, wherever the fuck it is. 
Disney World. Whatever. Um, but yeah, and it's like sea turtles. I mean, why? It's like, come on. <sighs> stupid. It's really stupid. Um, uh. And of course, obviously, when you know, um, I saw the second one, and there was like jokes from like jokes in the second one that I didn't understand until you until I saw the first one, like the joke like the joke with uh, obviously Jack Sparrow sees Elizabeth in his presence, and obviously he turns to his first mate. And he says, uh, right, hide the rum. And I didn't even know what he meant, but until I saw the first movie, uh, it was understandable what he meant by that. Because obviously, Elizabeth burned all the rum on the island that Jack was stranded on. Uh, not only, not once, but twice, you know. And... That's, you know, obviously it's those jokes that obviously totally blow over a lot of people. You know, and obviously the joke isn't funny. But yeah, that's just me. Uh. Huh. Oh yeah, and uh, apparently... <laughs> Earthheart saying, obviously I never follow kind of like theme rides or whatnot of movies and whatever. But apparently uh, after the movie came out, uh, they, you know, uh, <laughs> she, uh, no. After the movie came out, uh, the guys at Disney, Disney World changed the ride to be, you know, to be that of, you know, the actual movie, which of course is usually the worst thing because we all know about we all know about uh, what was it, uh, Batman and Robin, and apparently there was a roller coaster ride based on that poor excuse of a movie. Uh, so yeah. But yeah. So yes, uh, and as, as I'm speaking, Resident SD has actually completed Sky High Zone. Way. Hey. Uh, although the only problem is he didn't get the Chaos Emerald. Boo. Uh, I know it is a very very difficult game. It, it is a very difficult uh, emerald to get. Um. First one, underground, underground zone. That's a very easy one to do, uh, mainly because obviously you, ha you just have to get to the highest most point in the second act, obviously, at the very end. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, that is me coming up to the end of the show. I know it's it's uh, it's a shame for things to end, 
so well. But, uh, But yeah, seeing now we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, Earthheart was talking about like uh, he'd he'd be like James Bond in that kind of like situation with the blades and the whatnot, and there's a button right next to him, and it's like uh, obviously people are going, "What the fuck are you doing? Just press the fucking button." Um, I'm gonna be uh, playing you one of many themes for James Bond's films. Being that of the main theme for the movie Thunderball, performed by J- Tom Jones, great Welsh talent that he was or is, depending on what, depending on how you look at him nowadays. So yeah, um, so yes, uh. So I will see you all same time next week, 5 p.m. GMT UK time, whatever you want to call it now. Because um, obviously it's always bitching. Don't forget, you've got 30 minutes to recuperate from these, from this <laughs> kind of like boredom of a show. Um, for Radio Redux coming up very shortly. And, uh, yas. So anyway, thanks for listening in. All nine of you, which is good. It did get to the ten point. Possibly eleven. Possibly eleven. But, uh, nevertheless, still good enough. Better than normal, anyway. And I hope it keeps on increasing. Because, really, you know. Really, I need to... I need more support again, people. More support! So, yes. Keep me... keep Give me the drive to continue going on. And whatnot. So, yes. Uh, right. Anyway. I will catch you all next week, same time. Don't forget about the other shows, which you can find out on the SSMB. But, I do know... Bifra with Audio Hijack is on Mondays, 8pm UK time. Earthheart with Earthheart's Boombox at uh, uh, possibly possibly 8pm I think. Yes, 8pm. UK time for him. Uh, but yes. Oh yeah, and a quick answer. Quick answer from uh, uh, Concord. Uh, uh, did you see the that guy with the glasses brawl? Yes, I have seen all the coverage of that guy with the glasses dot com's brawl thing. Yes, I talked about it last week. So yes. I have talked about it. And yes, Earthheart Boombox, Wednesday, 9pm, yes. So yes, I will be heading 
So yes, don't forget Radio Redux. Half an hour. Go get something. Get some drinks. Get some whatever you know to chill out and whatever. Uh, get some snacks. Go to the lobby. Get some snacks. That'll be cool. Whatever. Pachuy chomp chomp pachuy chomp. Right, Thunderball. Tom Jones taking us out. See you next week, people. Bye bye. Sonic Radio, the number one source for Sonic music.